Hello, hello, hello. How are we? Thank you for clicking on another episode of Everything in 3D. I'm Dami. I'm your host. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, boy. <laughs> Hi. So there's going to be a fun episode, guys. I, I truly believe it's going to be. So I've been in a bit of a feisty mood lately. Like, I've been feeling... A lot sexier. I, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, currently right now, because it's like a bit like rainy and cold. So I'm literally wearing, like something is covering every part of my body right now. So I feel like a sack of beans. But for the past maybe week or two weeks, I've been feeling very sexy. And I've just wanted to have a lot more sex quite recently i don't know how to explain it i'm i mean i would say i am a very sexual person and by sexual i don't mean off the mill like you know unwarranted sexual innuendos in every conversation i just mean i'm like it's it's scarce that i would decline sex on a daily basis because i'm just so I, i mean i would you know maybe saying i'm always in the mood is like a you know the wrong wording, but I'm just never not in the mood, if that makes any fucking sense. So, yes, I've been playing a lot of sex here, and I, w- I remember thinking, I remember when this happened, I listened to something, I don't know, I don't know what song it was, and I remember I was in the mirror, and I was like, oh, fuck. Actually, I remember how it happened. So I woke up one morning, and the night before, I was, like, half naked, and then middle of the night, I just took off my clothes. I was sweaty, I was irritated and I didn't... Like, you know when, like, you are you wake up, but, like, you're, like, on the brink of waking up and still like, falling back to sleep? So I just shoved on my clothes to one side of the room and I went back to sleep and I woke up naked. And I had just, you know, I just walked to the bathroom, my durag... <laughs> not even horizontal, it's, like, diagonal on my face and my eye and my hair. It was, it was a whole mess. But I remember looking at my body and I was like, oh, hello. And I just really enjoyed how I look and it was an eye-opening moment for me because I'm I'm still adjusting to how I know my body will change across the years like it's never going to be the same some days I might not like it some days I will love it and some days it's just like whatever you know so I'm still adjusting I don't think I have the confidence of a stallion to say I'm the sexiest person in the room I I'm I'm leading up to there hopefully but this particular morning with Saturday morning I was like damn like what did I do differently I was like what did I do differently let me sustain that I just felt like I looked really great and I just felt really sexy and the next thing that came to my head was okay I want to have sex now like I, I feel like something in my head was like okay that's the final piece of the puzzle let's have sex like that's all we're waiting for and that particular particular point is going to be important and I'll give a lot more context to that when we get deeper into the episode. Uh, you know, feeling sexy enough to want to have sex, right? But at the same time, I do believe I... I was a lot more... What's the word? I was leaning, you know... Oh, I'm stuck. I was leaning a lot more towards sex. I hope that's a very well-constructed sentence, but I was leading towards sex because I don't know if you guys remember, but 
a couple of episodes ago, a while ago, I had said I wanted to minimize and stop my frequent masturbating. Not for any reason, not for any scientific fact that I checked up or anything. I just felt pathetic. I didn't want, you know, masturbating to be in my daily routine because I felt like each day that I was doing it, it would be a lot harder to break with each day that I was engaging myself. So, I mean, I, I was able to break, uh, not break the habit, but I was just able to take it out of some routines, like, you know, wanting to masturbate before bed because I suddenly think that's what's going to help me sleep or wanting to masturbate before working out because I think it's going to boost my dopamine, whatever it was. But I just wanted to cut it out of my, you know, regular things. And I wasn't, I mean, I'm not in a relationship, so I'm not, like, having sex on my back and call all the time. Like, if I was in a relationship, I mean, my past relationships, not like I had, anyway, whatever. That's a trip another day. So it's not like sex is on my back and call, right? But... I felt sexy, and this sexy wasn't like, oh my god, I'm going to watch porn and masturbate. No, no, no. The sexy I felt was like, someone has to fucking see how I look like right now, and fuck me, or I fuck them, or we just fuck. That's how it felt, and it felt fantastic. Like, I really, I really, really want to feel like that when I look at myself every day. I felt phenomenal. But um, today I want to talk about hooking up. And I'm not really going to give, like, a whole horror story. I think I want to talk about, like, the bright sides and the better sides and um, the great times of hooking up. So there's an episode of this podcast, one of my favorite episodes, really, which is um, Top Tier Orgasms. I was talking about things that aren't necessarily sexually related but feel like an orgasm in some type of twisted similarity. And one of the points I gave on that episode, it's called Top Tier Orgasms. It's one of my favorite episodes in the podcast. So please check it out if you haven't. It's really amazing, I promise. But, um... I remember one of the points I gave on that episode was where I mentioned that when you're getting ready for a hookup or to have sex, like the build up to that moment sometimes could be a lot more exciting than the hookup itself. Because I mean, you never really know what you're getting out of a hookup, especially if it's like someone you're meeting with the first time until after, maybe like a week after to you see how you feel afterwards, right? But just the prepping, like the moment where you know it's happening And like, and okay, so depending on how, who, what medium you use, you know a hookup's going to happen, like, let's just say, obviously, because you have to plan, right? So this, we're not talking about a, um, you know, what are you doing right now? Okay, come by 20 minutes. No, I'm talking, you text someone on a Wednesday and you're like, what are you doing Friday evening? That's where the journey begins and it's just so sexy because like, suddenly you want to like, you know, get everything you need to do in time so that when that friday comes you're not necessarily pushing anything off your plate you just have like a free two three hour window when they get here and you know you're not really you know you don't really have any obligations so from that moment let's just say you text someone on a wednesday afternoon it's like oh hey what are you doing on friday it's like oh nothing it's like do you want to come over absolutely no problem what time 6 30 p.m so all your emails everything is done and you're like yes friday at this time i'm going to and you know you're not going to have dinner i mean depending which is up for conversation do you have dinner before or do you have dinner after you know you so for someone like me for example if i'm going to hook up with someone at 6 30 dinner is on the horizon so let's just imagine i'm probably not going to want to cook before because i'm taking all my time to get ready and i might not want to cook after because i'm fucking exhausted i would hope right so i'm probably going to just order like i don't know let's just say indian food or chinese food or whatever but i would time it where 
either I order it before the person gets done and heat it up, or I just, I mean, you can't really order it in the middle because you're busy, but like you get the food afterwards or like you schedule the delivery and then you eat and, you know, maybe shower or just like clean up and then watch a show and have a good night's sleep and then you just clock into Saturday. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. But thinking of hooking up, I've, I mean, I've talked about it on this podcast and, you know, different shades. I've been hooking up for a long time with, I mean... In different aspects of my life, I've hooked up with, like, the same person, the same people, and I moved, and I remember not having sex for a long time, and it didn't really change or, you know, swayed me in any way. And it's interesting to think and to say that the time I was hooking up when I was, like, a teenager compared to when I was grown right i feel like i was only just having sex when i grew up and i was in my 20s in comparison to when i was like a teenager and i was just doing you know fuck all right because you know that leads me to say sex to me is a lot more than just trying to get a nut out i do believe sex is one of the most intimate and copulating things a human being or living beings can do and it's also a very very vulnerable position so there's a lot that goes into it right but i've I've been hooking up for a long time and a lot of those hookups in the past when i was a teenager was transactional so i mean sex as a whole is transactional depending on how you know you try to look at it but the people i I used to hook up with when i was younger i used i mean this is going to sound bizarre but i used to pay them to hook up so i was in an environment where no one was necessarily... I mean, I think I was the only person who was... I wasn't necessarily forthcoming with who I was with my sexuality or what I was really attracted to. But then again, I wasn't really denying anything. I was just, you know, who I was. And people... My friends either just took that as it was. People were speculating. Like, it wasn't really a big deal. It wasn't such a sacrilege, if you, if you get what I mean. But, the, you know, on the other hand, a lot of other people were set in how... Either their ways or how things were just supposed to be. Now, the people that I did do things with didn't want it to be a thing. So I think, I mean, this is me speaking for them and I'm just guessing and I'm assuming, but I think it made a lot more sense to them where it's like, we're going to do this thing. And most of the times we would have a good time. I I mean, I think I did. It would be great. But it's like, once I attach money to this and we attach ourselves a payment to this, then I'm maybe not whatever this is. And I'm just doing it because of, you know, what I get out of it. I'm doing it for the pay and I'm not what you are you know, filling the gaps wherever you might. So, except for maybe two or three people where it was just like a common thing and these people were a bit different where you could then tell they were just exploring. So, I will categorize how it was for me because I think I'm one category where it's like, I wasn't denying, I wasn't forthcoming with anything. I was just what I was and people just said, oh yeah, you know, here's da 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 And it was just what it was. The second group of people were the people where it's like, okay, for me to not be in your category, my category, the first category, I will accept and attach some, you know, form of payment to this. So that it's like, if I even ever get caught, I'm just like, no, 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 I just did this for the money, for the bar, or whatever. And then the third people who are just people who I think ex- exist a lot more openly in the world now, it's like, I, I, I don't know, hun. I'm exploring. I'm seeing what's going on. I'm seeing what I like, which is probably the most normal way to kind of go through life. You kind of have to 
<laughs> dip your leg in a lot of ponds to see what you're attracted to. Now, the only similarities in all my experiences, they all have different backgrounds and foundations, but the one thing that stands out, out of a lot of them is how I tend to always put my pleasure above everything else. I mean, I would hope, assume, and want you to have a good time. However, my pleasure is always number one on the roster, and I have to make sure I'm at the least enjoying something and getting something out of this before, you know, it can just, like, progress. So I thought, why not share just some things that I have in my head, on my mind, with the class? I think in no particular order. However, I will say, in a certain climates, just depending, I'm going to just assume an age range here that we're all in, like, a certain age range and you know what adults and whatever right but first of all i do believe one of the most important things of hooking up is all your cards have to be on the table like so this probably would not work if you're hooking up with someone you've known for like five years and then there's suddenly some you know intimacy or no if you're hooking up with a random person and i don't know how this culture works for you know, depending depending on what group or groups of people or community identify with. But when you're just hooking up with a random person, I can't emphasize enough and explain enough how this might be a very privileged position that we just don't really recognize a lot. Because you have the chance to hook up with someone you might never see again. Someone who doesn't know you or really care what your story is. This person is also here for their own, dare I say, selfish needs. So you have the opportunity to explore everything. Put all your cards on the table. Be as fucking disgusting as you want. And just know what you are into. Because you might never see them again. And they're gone. So, just like exploring kinks. I mean, I've seen a lot, read a lot, and heard a lot of stories of people who, like, I don't know, get married or get with someone, and they just can't stay with that person because of their kinks. Or they can't stay with that person because... The other person didn't really like what they like to do in bed. Now, this is not me saying this should be like a rite of passage to being in a long term. I, I, look, I don't know. I'm not speaking from anything. I'm no, I'm literally speaking out of my ass for myself and for whoever you know is smart enough to kind of discern and dissect what I'm saying. Bit right, but um, God, I fucking hate giving disclaimers. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> anyway, so this is the opportunity you have to kind of just say. Okay, this is what I mean to. So I'm going to give you a very good example. When you're on, let's just say, I don't know, Grindr, for example. Grindr is a gay um, hookup app, by the way. But when you're on Grindr, for example, and you're talking to someone, most people, and I mean mostly everyone, will ask you, oh, what are you into? Or what do you like to do? Or, let me just say, I like to ask, what are you into? What do you like to do? I mean, in most cases, people have it on their profile and they let you know what they want to do to you what they like being done to them, but they just always say, what are you into? And I think from there, you kind of already know if you're going to progress in a conversation with this person to coming to your house or you going to theirs before, you know, anything further. Before you even like probably say, oh, hey, how are you? Whatever, right? So you already see what these people are into. And I just think that's like a f- first great step of hooking up. All the cards on the table, everyone is out here to explore and see what they like and see what they don't like. Because at the same time, when you're hooking up with someone, they're probably going to try things or want to try things that they like as well. And that in turn gives you the opportunity to know 
in the future it's like okay i don't like when this person does that so i don't really think that's my thing but you have to feel comfortable enough to be able to tell a stranger how to please you and even in turn asking them how you can please them as well just either before so let's say it's not like you know with an app or whatever or during i mean communicating during sex is a thing i don't know if like i i mean maybe i live in a hole or something but like you can say things like oh do this don't do that or just like maybe you don't even need to talk just direct this person you know to make them do whatever you want them to i was listening to a podcast on sunday saturday and this person was talking about um sex and he had made a point saying that you can't really have good sex if, no, if you know there's no presence of intimacy of you know intimacy is not present and i politely decline i don't know i think most of the good times i've had are people who i've never seen again like i there's literally one person that comes to mind right now we had sex one time and it's probably still like my top three and i've never i don't think i will ever see this person again so i don't know if and i i, I don't know if this is like information that people also carry in their heads as well because we also know there's people who would or are saving themselves for you know a future partner or a long-term partner or whatever for everyone else who's not doing that i think again in time with the first point that i mentioned this is the chance to go crazy and just have a good time because here's the thing and it's a lot more common than you think when you're with someone you're really you really like appreciate love and you know um just have intimate moments with there's a presence a little bit of like fear or embarrassment when you want to have sex with them because if you suddenly do something out of line or that might be you know might be seen as weird or bizarre it just puts a little bit like a little strain in said relationship and you might be looked at in a weird way and you don't really want that to happen you know what i mean so i think when you're with a rando you can have a great time especially when everything goes in your favor you're you, i don't know asking the right questions or being you know telling the things you want done and the things you want to experiment with and it's you know it's a good time now, beginning, I was talking about how I felt sexy and I wanted to have sex. I do believe that there's something that just ties in when you just feel a certain way about yourself. And it's not like you want to necessarily mm, show it. It's more like you just want to like, what's the word I'm looking for? You want to derive... No, derive's not the word I'm looking for. Fuck. You want to... you Let's just say use. You want to use the power and the energy you have from, like, feeling sexy to just do fuck all. So I remember when I was a lot younger, I had certain, you know, issues with how I looked. I wasn't really sure how I looked. I wasn't really sure how I felt about anything, really. And... This was when it was different because I was just hooking up to kind of see maybe if someone else liked how I looked, it would be a lot different for me. And maybe then I would probably see the value in how I look. Now, this is completely different because now I feel like it's a lot more harmful when you feel a certain way about yourself 
or you're unsure about how you feel about yourself and how you look, and then you just try to derive a certain feeling from people. I think that's a bit dangerous, and you know, we shouldn't do that, right? So again, I was feeling really sexy, and I said, "Yeah, nah, this needs to be used. This energy needs to be wreaked on someone, basically." So yeah, you should. I would say it's a lot safer and a lot better to know how you feel about yourself before just you know going out on someone and trying to derive or get a certain feeling or emotional response from someone because what happens is you you don't get it and you just you know go into a spiral that's really all the answers you would be getting in that scenario you're allowed to set boundaries in the same breath when you are saying everything you like and saying everything you want to do you're allowed to set boundaries if you don't like being peed on set the boundaries if you don't like being shit on set the boundaries a personal favorite of mine i hate being spanked i cannot emphasize enough don't slap me i can't don't slap my ass don't slap my cheeks don't slap my chest don't hit me i'm not a fucking toy i yeah i set those boundaries immediately with people people yeah my i have an ex who used to do that a lot and he i mean i was never vocal about how i didn't like it because i wanted him to stay with me but he thought it was sexy and it, it would just hurt and i think someone mentioned this to me as well that is it because i was spanked as a child so i connect that i can't really because i mean i i see the people who enjoy being spanked and i think it's because my friend was probably right i've was hit so much as a child and in school that now when it happens to me, I, I, I can't just bring it to myself to bring out the pleasure, joy, or just feeling of like intense sexual tension when someone does it to me. I just can't bring it out of that. Or like I just tie it back to like pain or being scolded or being punished or something in school or wherever. So set boundaries. Say what you don't like. Say what you don't want. Say what you wouldn't appreciate. Just like from the jump so everyone knows what they're doing. Be open about your status and safety. I feel like that goes without saying because we're currently in a world where, I mean, we were in a pandemic for two years. I think I think it's just only reasonable that you just say everything that there is to say. Because here's the thing. We are now in a society and a community and just in, as a world where a lot of things have maybe not solutions, but like preventive, preventive measures and just a lot of helpful tactics that's most times when you so either you have something right say you're you know you have a certain affliction and you then suddenly just feel bad about having sex and you don't really want to because you don't know if anyone will accept you i've noticed and i realized a lot of people don't care because a lot of people know these measures available to them so just like i don't know prep for example birth control or whatever the case may be so there are lots of these things present, but I do think that as people, we do deserve to give someone else the opportunity to just have the, all the information they need. And then they can make that decision because there are lots of people who have been just been terrible and would just do a lot of things to you or with you and not even tell you about their complete statuses till after expecting it to be okay. So I think number one on the list, aside everything else, should just be what everyone is and then they can decide if they're okay with it or not. I want to circle back to the fact that you will never see this person again. 
there's a big possibility if you're hooking up with someone and you know it's a one-time thing, you will never see, the, see them again. So let your kinks fly. Honey, let them fly. Now, here's the thing. You might talk about some things beforehand and during, but you know, there's some times where you're like doing whatever with someone and in the spur of the moment, something comes to your mind, I just want to try it. Go ahead. Because, again, this is the opportunity to just do something like maybe the person will like him. If, obviously, if they don't like it, you kind of have to stop and obviously, you know, be consensual as well. However, let everything fly. If you want, I mean, and this also goes like in reverse. If you want someone to do something to you, go ahead and ask. If like, I don't know, you like being spit on or spit in, say it and see how you feel about it and see how you like it. I mean, I've done... There are a lot of things that I, I know I don't like now because I tried them. I was like, okay, uh-uh. And there are a lot of things I didn't know I would like that I like. Because I remember um, I have one, I had, I mean, I learned this from one person I hooked up with. I just asked to do a lot of things. And he asked to pee as well. I was like, okay, I don't think that's my thing. Also, this is like not a very, com- yeah. You know, so he was asking like, can I pee? Can I spit on you? Can I spank you? How do you feel about being called names? I, I'm, I'm a bit, on, I'm on a verge with that because... It just has to be the right person at the right moment. Like, I remember someone had called me a fucking bitch one time. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, felt, I felt very insulted. And I also know I can't call people daddy. Like, it's just, I can't. I can't. Well, I don't think I can. It's just weird. I'm also someone that laughs a lot. To, yeah, that's the whole thing. It's whatever. But yes, let your kinks fly. So I want to do, do it. I think, again, like I said, we never see this person again, probably. Let the opportunity go. Just go berserk. Like, why not? Like, what do you literally have to lose? You know? And I think last, and probably one of the most important ones as well, after, you know, letting your statuses be known, is being security conscious. I just think it's... The proof is in the pudding. So I remember I watched... Um, this was last year, was it? Was it... I had watched the Dhamma documentary on Netflix and I remember for like maybe a good a couple good couple months I was so scarred to even meet any stranger and do anything. Even people like I knew, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm done. And I remember then when I wanted to try to start hooking up again, I would only have it at my house because I felt like I would have some sort of advantage and I wouldn't be able to go meet people at their houses. And then my car got fucked up. I was like, okay, well, I can't really go anywhere anyway. So, you know, there's that as well. But I think be security conscious because there's a lot of things and compromising positions that people put themselves in when they're hooking up where it's sometimes might not be able to end in a better situation. So like people who hook up in the woods, in estranged parking lots, in just weird places that is not like a home or like a hotel. It's it's a bit odd. And I think just be as security conscious as possible. If it's like having your friends have your address, your location. I do that all the time. Like, I've gone to the same person's house. I always keep sending the same address to my friends. Just like, look, if I don't send you this code word, come get my body or something, you know. Sending your address, having some security backup, just whatever it is, just be careful. So I remember, it's like a little short story time. I, it's like my, I had just moved out of my dad's house. I was living on my own for the first time and I was hooking up with someone. And to show you how I set the process. So we're talking 
and this person didn't want to send a picture of what they looked like, right? And here's something about me. The goods from the waist below can look good, but I always like to attach a face. I want to see what you look like. I want to see how that makes you feel, right? I always attach a face. And if I don't like what I see, uh, that, that's not really helping. So I had asked for a face picture and I was like, no, 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 no. I'll come to your house and you see my face and whatever. And I remember thinking, well, mm, and I was, I, will admit, I was a bit desperate then. But I was like, okay, here's what's going to happen. If you come, I don't like what I see, you would have to leave. And I was like, okay, cool. My first mistake was giving this guy my real address. And not giving him like a house, like, you know, a street down from me. But he had pulled up to my house, stopped by the driveway. And I had a very long driveway. Stopped by the driveway. And I saw him from the mirror. And I was like, oh, no. I'm so before the window. I was like, okay, I'm not interested. So I texted him back while he was there. I was like, okay, I really am not interested anymore. You're not really my type. Thank you, though. And he was like, no. I was like, what do you mean, no? It's like, no, no, no. I'm not coming. I'm not leaving till you come outside. And... I remember I stepped outside and he looked very horny. Like, I don't mean a regular... No, he looked like he was on something. And I was like, yeah, there's no fucking... I'm looking at this person in my house. So I walked back inside, I locked my door. And he's like, if you don't come out, I'm calling the police. And I remember I was scared for a second. And I think it, it took me back to, like, Nigeria, where I thought, oh, my fucking God. Or, like, when I was in school, where, you know, I would be threatened for being a certain way. That has happened as well. And I talked about it on the episode with Jesus where a guy, you know, dragged me by my penis onto the balcony. Fun episode. Go check that episode out. Um, but yeah, it took me back to that time and I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And I remember thinking, wait, 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 wait. When fucking, when the US, what the fuck is he on about? So I was like, yeah, fuck you, please leave. And then luckily for me, my landlord was out back. So he, he was um, doing some gardening. So he came... And I was like, oh, who's this guy? I was like, I don't, please, I don't know him. And, you know, the guy left. Unbeknownst to me, hours later, my landlord was like, yeah, I saw this guy at the fence on the other side of the house trying to get in. I think he's stalking you. And I had to, like, you know, get some security measures in place to make sure he never came back. And then I moved houses shortly after. But that was fucking scary to me. I was really, really scared. And I remember thinking, gosh, like the wrongest move and I would have, who knows what would have happened. So again, security measures might just look, whatever it is, if you don't want someone to come to your house directly, I know lots of people that like meet someone. I mean, again, you could meet someone somewhere, but you have to be safe or if you don't want to type your address, go to theirs. It's just a lot of things. It's a bit sticky. It just depends on how you tend to operate. I'm a lot more comfortable having people come to my house because I feel like it's my territory. I know how to navigate and I just have people in place for whatever scenario you know what i mean but um yeah those are some little tidbits that i've you know i always apply when i'm having like a, a little rendezvous and i thought why not you know share that today but all in all let your kinks fly and have a good fucking time because you would never know until you try you know i think i just made a rhyme that i didn't even mean to but um yeah that's all i have for today just wanted to give a little you know little good sesh and i hope you guys are well i hope everyone's having a great summer or a good start to the summer thank you so much for listening feel free to go back and binge a couple episodes i have a lot of episodes on this podcast and if you're looking for me on the internet i talk about books on tiktok and youtube the book potato and feel free to check those out if you're looking for books 
I read a lot of good books. And um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. I've been your host, Dami Dare. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.